Hello and welcome, welcome to the Praying Wife podcast. I am your host, Karen Cash, and I know that we have been on a break for a little bit, but I am so excited to be back. And today I am joined by my wonderful husband of 14 years, Mr. Ronnie Cash. Hello, how are you guys doing? Yes, we are back. And actually, today is an exciting day because we kick off season three. So this is officially uh, a new season that we are in, which is wonderful. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of change and a lot of movement. We recently moved um, over the past few weeks. And so new change is definitely something that is the theme of our lives, I would say. And so welcome to season three, um, everyone. I hope that you are in for a ride. I will let you know that we have some exciting things that we are planning for all of you during this season. Um, One, the biggest thing is we are going to be taking the podcast in a video format as well. So if you look for The Praying Wife on YouTube, I would encourage you to subscribe from now so that you get the notifications and so that you can never miss an episode and you will finally get to see us live as we are actually having these episodes so I'm very very excited about that and um, yeah it's just it's just a new season an exciting time so be sure to subscribe to The Praying Wife on YouTube Um, if you haven't already we are on Pandora we are on Spotify we are on Apple Music we are on Google Play so anywhere you need to get us you can find us and so we are very happy to be back for season three yay (laughs) All right, now with that let Let's just get right into it. Um, You know, the name of the podcast is The Praying Wife. And if you've been following along for the last couple of seasons, you'll notice that I've had, you know, a couple of guests and we'll be doing that as we continue throughout the season. And especially my husband. Um, I love when my husband joins me and he's able to kind of just have a great conversation and we can give you guys a glimpse into what we deal with, some of the conversations that we have. And one thing that kind of crossed my mind and and I wanted to get his take on this, I'm going to put him on the spot, was, you know, when I say or when you hear me say the praying wife or when you just hear praying wife, like, what does that mean to you in your mind? What is the role of a wife? Or more so, let's stick first with, with a praying wife. What does that mean to you? The, uh, a wife who prays. <laughs> uh, Besides the obvious. As, yes. at, at the basic level, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it. well, growing up, especially in the islands, and all my island people will know what I'm talking about. They always talk about a praying mother or a praying grandmother. So I, I kind of relate them to the same thing where it's, it's a, a woman who's married and who's constantly lifting up her family, her husband and her kids and, you know, all our other families to the Lord and praying for them and covering them, which, you know, is is always a good thing because we could always use more prayers, especially in this day and age. So that's what I would say a praying wife is, one who is constantly communicating with the Lord and standing in the gap. And I don't want, at least I don't want to use too many of the churchism terms, but just someone who's <laughs> praying for all those she cares right. for. Right. And that's that's exactly it. Um, one spin, though, I will put on it because it really was my desire for us to know that a praying wife is is a wife first. Um, 
And let me make sure I explain what I mean by that. And, and it's something my mom used to say with men. She, My mom would always say, a man of God is a man first. And sometimes we forget that. I'm looking, see, I, this is why I can't wait for you guys to see the YouTube version of this, because you'll see the face that my husband just gave me. Um, <laughs> but I understand what she means by that. And sometimes we forget. Um, we forget that we are just people. Um, and I think... Even as a, a wife, there are so many different things that we are called to do. There are so many things that we are expected to do. But a wife, you know, if you have children, you're also a mother. Um, a wife, you're still a woman in your own right. Um, there are still things that you want to do, things that you have to take care of outside of your direct family. But a praying wife specifically, and I, I was very intentional with the name, is just the wife that remembers that everything should be taken to the Lord in prayer. And it's so important that the praying aspect be one of the first and foremost things that we do as wives. I think a lot of times there are so many responsibilities that we have on our plates. We you know, have to make sure that the house is taken care of. We have to make sure that the kids are to school and to soccer practice on time. And we have to make sure that there's food on the table. Like we are responsible for a lot. And sometimes the key element of prayer could be missed. And it's prayer is the, the very thing that will help us along that journey, that can help us keep that stable mind, that can help, you know, ward off depression or, you know, these crazy thoughts that come in. And so it's very important that, yes, we recognize first we are women, we are wives, we are mothers, but we have to make sure that prayer is the essential part of what we do. And we just make it a part of our everyday life. Okay, so now that we've kind of covered prayer being essential and just making that part of your everyday life as a mom, as a wife, as a woman, period. Um, let's switch it a little bit and kind of talk about what the expectations are of a wife and a husband in mm. a marriage. Um, and I think we've we've kind of coined the phrase or heard it say gender roles. We, we hear that often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And I, I don't know why for the life of me. I'm thinking we talked about this a little bit before, but I'm not sure. But it's always good to talk about it again to be reminded because Lord knows in marriage you forget a lot. But, yeah, I mean, gender roles, yeah, I mean, like, there are there are things even growing up as, uh, I mean, when you think about the 50s and the 60s, you know, the, the wife was the homemaker. She was the one who was uh, making sure the house was clean and, all, like, they had like the cartoon characters where the wife always wore an apron. Like I mean, like no one's cleaning that much all day, but <laughs> I, I guess she was the cartoon oh. wife, and um, the husband was the the one who went to work and he he made the money he uh, provided on that level, and then he came home and he he was greeted at the door, daddy, 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 and it was and the mom slash wife had dinner ready at five o'clock, which dot. I don't know, it's unreal, unreal <laughs> expectations, but I mean that was back in the day and. Uh, as the world has progressed through time, even the roles have progressed and, you know, a lot has changed. Like, I know, I think one of our counselors, our marriage counselors, before we got married, told us that whatever expectations or whatever we saw in our homes, as in whatever we saw from our parents, we should not, we should just expect that. do yeah, away with those expect <laughs> expectations or do mm -hmm. away with thinking that what we had or what we would have was going to be anything like that because it's not actually ever the case. And especially with, you know, women occupying uh, much more of the workforce than ever before. And a lot of men even choosing to be house, you know, like almost like a stay-at-home stay -home dad, dad, you know yeah. what I mean? 
So uh, a lot of things have shifted, you know what I mean? And I mean, I know me growing up, I could uh, mow the lawn, but I could also fold my clothes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I learned to do both things, so it wasn't... Which really helps right. in our marriage. Yeah, I mean, I learned to do both things, so it wasn't no, no problem. But sometimes, you know, my dad might have like a little screw his face up when he see my mom showing me how to fold my clothes. And I'm like, she's helping me in life because as a bachelor, you know, he wasn't no one there to fold them for me. So, you know, gender roles have certainly uh, shifted a lot. And um, I, I don't think there's any norm anymore. I don't think there's any uh, right. template <laughs> per se. The only template I think it is, is to just to remove whatever the expectations are, you know, whatever the, the preconceived, preconceived yes. ex- expectation, you know. I mean, I think both husband and wife are able to provide and sometimes it goes, you know, one way or the other. Someone is providing more when it comes to finances or someone is providing more when it comes to dealing with the everyday at the house, the day-to-day, or it's just a shared effort. Uh, I know what we, we do. We do like the whole schedule thing. So yeah. when it comes to a lot of stuff. so Yeah. And one thing I want to go back, which you said, because it's, it's so very important. We have to remember when you get married, it's two lives, individual lives coming together as one. So you have two pasts, you have two um, previous experiences coming together to form a new home. And so husband and wife must understand that your spouse is used to a certain type of upbringing. Um, mm-hmm. they, they come from a certain household they, that may have looked like yours and it may have looked like the complete opposite. Um, for us, for an example, like my husband grew up with my mother and father in the home mm-hmm. where mom, mom did the mom stuff. <laughs> They're of the older generation. Dad, you know, went to work. Mom made sure everything was clean and food was on the table. I grew up in a single family home with my mom. And so my mom was mom and dad. And so it was like, okay, you got to be able to do both. And so when we came together, it's it was like, you know, we both had our own expectations of what was going to be happening. And the very first thing that you want to make sure that you address, whether you are engaged or you've been in a marriage now for a year, two years, 30 years, sometimes this has to be addressed is what, what are we expecting? What are the expectations? Um, and he said, my husband said something too, like the way that we make it work, we had to recently develop a schedule. And I say recently, we've been married for 14 years, but we just found something that worked because, you know, at some point it was too, too much things on, on him or too many things on me. And we said, okay, we got to find a balance and a balance that made sense. And it worked for us. There's no, um, and I think you said it, there's no like template, there's no cookie cutter, this is the way that it should be, but you have to make sure that you and your spouse, that you are on the same page. Maybe you might have a spouse that doesn't like to cook and the other one likes to clean. Maybe it's vice versa. Maybe you have one that likes to cook and clean and one that doesn't. What's important is you get on the same page with your spouse and know that there's no, there's no right, there's no wrong. The only wrong I would say is in not trying, in not communicating. And so that could be something that drives a wedge between you if those things are gone, like left unsaid and left unresolved. I could sum it all up with saying expect the unexpected because even if like we had figured out our schedule from the first day. Yeah. The thing is, things change. Kids came into the picture. Kids came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, our jobs changed. Maybe someone wasn't with a job or whatever. Or Like I remember when you were pregnant. You know, if I was the man who said, oh, I only know my wife to make dinner, mm-hmm. it was going to be a lot of uh, starving, <laughs> starving nights. You know nights. what I mean? 
So, yeah. I mean, especially even so more so with our third, you know, I had to learn how to cook. I mean, I had to learn how to cook a lot, with our a lot first. of stuff. Well, at first, but yeah, yeah I think, that's when you started to learn. Yeah, to I think, but no, I wasn't that great. You I were th- great. I think I, I, I had massive <laughs> acceleration. <laughs> I will tell the you third. guys. Listen, quite honestly, I remember when we first got married, my husband did not know how to cook. I think you knew how to. I know how to do breakfast. Yeah, he could do I taught breakfast. I you how to do breakfast. Okay, fine. Let's just, not go down that road. We, but <laughs> we could go. I'm just but he could do like boil water. Or macaroni and cheese. I'm just saying, I remember you were at that point. If it wasn't eggs and bacon, like a breakfast item, he was not anywhere near the kitchen. He could not do it. But like he said, when I got pregnant with our first, it forced you into the kitchen because I just could not. Like it got to a point where I could not even get out of bed. So he had to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think it's it's important that we we have to be able to be flexible. That's the most important thing. I think you said it because mm-hmm. things come up. We're we're in a marriage, but things change. I'm sure if you think about it, if you look at your spouse, however long you've been married, he's not the same person. She's not the same person mm-hmm. that they were ten years ago, five years ago, twenty years ago. We change. Life happens. We change jobs. We we change careers. We we get um, kids and we move. It, it, there's a lot mm-hmm. of moving pieces. A lot of changes. So we have to be flexible and know that you know it's not something that's set in stone. We we term it the gender roles, but something that evolves as your mm-hmm. marriage evolves. Yeah, I mean, and on that note, uh, not really as much to do with the gender roles, but as you say, people change over the years, and you know you have some people. Unfortunately, you know, they when they end up getting divorced, they'll be like, oh, we grew apart. I don't know her anymore. I don't know him anymore, whatever. But I just, I guess that leads back to your intentionality of, hey, we should be trying to grow together. You know, yes. you grow together. I mean, it's food I eat now that I never ate. And then it's food that my wife uh, introduced me to that I probably never would have eaten had yes. she not grown, you know, had she not experienced it through uh, maybe some business dinners where she was presented with food items that she would never probably suggest in, in, in the family setting you know, at, at our dinner table. So, yeah, I mean, it's all about in being intentional and growing together. And as the roles will continue to expand and, you know, it'll go you know left and right. And it's an ever-moving and an ever-changing platform, I would yeah. say. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. You made such a good point, the learning to grow together. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is a lot of times when people get divorced, you hear that. We just grew apart. I think it's important to understand that every single day you're growing, right? And so when you're in a marriage and and you said the key thing, intentionality, and that's going to be kind of like the theme, I think, for season three is just being intentional about everything, Um, being intentional about life, not just letting life happen to you. But when you're in a marriage, you have to be intentional about preserving the marriage, be intentional about spending time together, be intentional about understanding when your your needs change, when your interests change, and embracing that and knowing that when you took those vows for better or for worse, like you're saying that regardless of what happens here, I'm I'm with you. You're you're my roadie. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like, my I'm, road I'm, dog or I'm, my my yeah, rider. My rider. Okay. Uh, and I'll ride with you. And yeah. so it and it's like just knowing that and, and it's not looking and always comparing to the man that I'm that I married. And you're so different. You know, now apart from their them getting like a nasty attitude or being 
you know, abusive. Yeah, we're, we're that that no, we're not condoning mm-hmm. at all. No. But if it's something where they just they're they're not interested in the same things anymore, understand that and and try your best to kind of just appreciate them for who they are. You have to be intentional. So whether that's making sure you're spending time with them outside of the craziness, like outside of having to do things either for your kids or do things for work or do things for your friends or in in a church environment, spend time with them and just say, how are you? Like, you know, you still, how's this? Like, how's the game or whatever it is? You're still interested in this. Make sure that you're, you're still taking the time to learn who your spouse is because they grow as you grow. They also grow and it is very possible to grow apart but that's when you're not intentional about growing together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think as you learn your spouse, you learn your role. As in, you don't know what you're, what you have to provide to your your spouse. You don't know what what they're lacking, or you know what you can see if you're not spending time and you're not intentionally trying to, you know, explore how they change. Because the thing is, when my wife met me, I mean, when we got married. She knew that I couldn't cook. If she didn't cook, I was going to starve. I was buying out every night or whatever. Right. Or I was eating spaghetti out the can, which is one of my favorite things. Still like Still it. it. <laughs> Still is. Still like it. But, you know, that's what she knew then. But if she maintained that perspective or that view of me up until now, it, it would be a lot of friction because I'd be like, okay, uh, I got it. You know, like I'm in the kitchen trying to do it. She's like, clink, clink. Okay, come out of here. Come out of here. Let right, me do what I got to right. do type of way. You know, and then that just stresses her out. That'll, that'll burn her out thinking mm-hmm. she have to always be in the kitchen 24-7 or at least five to seven days a week. Uh, and especially with three kids, you know, it's 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 going to be a lot. So having learned that, okay, he could help me out with this now. It ain't just me having to do this. And then me also as the husband learning, okay, she 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 good with this. She could help me do this, or you know, I don't have to feel like all that is on me. You know, it's alleviate the pressure. You know, and and the same pressures that cause people to to fight for no reason and cause them to end up wanting to separate. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, I think what's key too is and you said this talking to your spouse communication, and we talked mm-hmm. about this. I think in a couple in a previous season, um, go back and listen. <laughs> it's yeah, one of those. It's one of those. Um, but it's important to communicate with your spouse and not just communicate like, "Oh, I spoke to them today." What's the nature of your conversations? Uh, because we can have a conversation and not know anything about each other. Um, it mm. can be completely transactional. It could be, hey, don't forget the kids have soccer today. Um, don't forget that, you know, I need groceries. I need. It's not a getting to the, what can we do to improve the marriage? What's going right? What's going wrong? What are some of the needs that I have? What are some of the issues? Like you have to make sure that these important subjects you're speaking with your spouse mm. about. Because that leads to to growth and keeps you on the same page. And um, there was this exercise. We haven't done it in a while. We should. Um, but <laughs> Depends on what you mean. The, the exercise um, that we used to do where we would say, okay, get a, a piece of paper and I want you to write down. I think we did three. Oh, wow. Um, three things that you like and love about our marriage and three things that you would 
want to see change. Like some things that you just don't appreciate or, or whatnot. We haven't done it. I remember the last time we did it. It wasn't just us. It was us and uh, another, another couple. couple. And yeah. you know who I mean. Yes. And it it didn't work out so well. So <laughs> whatever. Okay. Maybe we so- just keep it to ourselves. <laughs> as the thing that we do. Listen, it did still um, work out. Let me tell you. Uh, I, at the end, this is where I would say, especially the first time when you're not used to it, um, and you have to be able to be honest, right? Um, I will give you guys a heads up. I may have said it before that we are still writing a book. It will be finished one day with the Lord's help. Um, but we have a chapter on there about blatant honesty. And you have to, if you're not honest enough um, or honest at all with your spouse, then you won't see change and you'll always be frustrated and nothing will ever, like nothing will change. Mm-hmm. And then you'll and, find a vessel to vent vent with somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so. how problems start to creep in. And so even though he says it didn't work, it may have turned into a slight, it wasn't an argument. Mm, okay. Well, his memory is better than mine, but not not, not us, you know. <laughs> no, I'm no, I know, I know, I know. Other couple, I know, but I'm yeah. I'm just saying sometimes that need it needs to be out because that means mm. that there's pent up aggression. When it gets to that point, when you can do this exercise, mm-hmm. and it turns into a screaming match or an, an argument, there are some built up things and some deep things that need to be resolved because that would mean you would have been headed on a collision course regardless, but it was a quiet, it's almost like they call quiet quitting. It's almost like a quiet quitting of your marriage. So I would say if you decide to try this, make sure you have a ref, I mean a friend <laughs> to to just, to, to be like a mutual, a mutual friend, someone that you both uh, appreciate their advice and you don't mind them Knowing your business, they probably they may already know your business. But I mean, being able to look and say, okay, I don't think you wrote that the way you really wanted to say it. <laughs> so maybe if you could just adjust the way, okay, stuff depending like that. Maybe. On, I would say depending on what it is you're writing, because we've done it and we've never needed a referee or a mm-hmm. friend in the middle. But like I've been saying, I'm not talking about us. I know. So, so I know. But My I mean, husband always wants to make sure. So yeah, but but it's just an example. But even in that, it's it's the way that you approach it. Um, and I think in the case of the couple he's talking about, you still have to do everything in love um, and being careful with your words. And that's a part of even communication. You have to learn how to say something to your spouse. Like, I have a problem with this without it sounding like you're coming down on them. One, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned, and we went to a seminar, and I cannot remember. I think it was with Dr. Gary. Was it Dr. Gary? The, the guy? Gary Chapman? Gary Chapman, the I love believe languages? so. Yes. Yeah. Um, I believe we went to... Um, one of his one of his seminars that he had and he said and this always stuck with me is when you're having an issue with your spouse you have to learn to look at the issue as an issue that is affecting both of you and not an issue that's in the middle of you so you have to make sure that you're not looking at your spouse like he is the problem or looking at your wife as though she is the problem you look at the issue and said that is a problem that we need to address together. And both both spouses, like you have to be in that mindset that when issues are coming up or when I'm saying this is something we need to work on, it's not a you are the problem causing this. It's, hun, this is an issue that's affecting our marriage. How can we deal with this together? 
Yeah, you don't fight each other. You both you fight the problem. Exactly. You fight the problem together. Don't fight each other. Don't look at each other as the problem. So when you do this exercise, um, and I'm still sticking by it because I think it's a good one. And mm -hmm. it's good to do every now and then because it opens up the, the conversation of, okay, there's something that you do do. That's maybe a little annoying. Um, can you work on it? Just so you know, and so so you know what to change. And I would say that it's had a tremendous impact because now I know. Okay, he said there's this X, Y, and Z that I can probably work on, and I look introspectively. But it's gonna be important for you to not not think that there's finger pointing. Think that the goal for both of you is to make the marriage better and be honest. Because don't don't have the opportunity. It's just like a like it's like a get out of jail free card or like a, a hall pass or whatever. It's not really a hall pass, but I mean it's like this is your chance to say what you want to say, not like in a bad way or whatever, not right. without any kind of consequence. In right, if you, if still want to be respectful. Right, but but to really be honest and say whatever it is that's bothering you. Don't don't waste it because you waste it and then you start to resent the person even more. Not a great thing. Not not the way to do it. So if you're really gonna try it, try it the right way. Like I said, with a friend slash referee. <laughs> and he's big on this friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. Yeah, and you know what? And I think we've mentioned this exercise. Uh, this with another one that I'm gonna mention since it's it's about communication, and it was one of the most impactful advice um, that we could have gotten when we did um, a time of therapy. And it works so well. Um, and I, I think say, I would say counseling therapy. I don't like how therapy sounds. Oh, I say counseling. Such a guy. Counseling. <laughs> Not to offend any counseling. guys that are listening, but counseling. you guys usually are the ones who are opposed to therapy for some strange reason. But anyway, let's not lose focus, okay? When we were, um, when we were, get, when we were receiving counseling. <laughs> when we were receiving counseling, they suggested when you're communicating with your spouse... Um, when I say something, especially in this case, we're giving you an exercise to write down three things that you absolutely love about the marriage and three things that you think can change. When you say something to your spouse, so I'm, I say I'm the, I'm the wife and I'm talking to my husband. I say the one thing. Then I ask immediately, tell me, what did you hear me say? And let him repeat back to you what you said. So you make sure that he's understanding and whether this is the husband or the wife doing it, make sure they're understanding what you're saying. Mm -hmm. If when they repeat it back to you, it's not what you meant, then you say, okay, that's not what I meant or how I meant it. What I meant was this. And then ask them, please tell me back what you heard me say. And you do that until they hear and understand exactly what it is that you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very important that you keep a calm attitude. I know with this, it's very easy, very tempting to go off the rails or to get heated as you start to think about the things that either annoy you or, you know, that you think are, is an issue. But I think keeping a calm, a calm tone, a calm mm -hmm. demeanor is going to go a long way. You don't ever want, even if this, your spouse starts to get away, do your best. At least one of you needs to keep a calm demeanor and yeah. that'll help kind of keep it calm. Uh, yeah. And if that friend is available for this as well, you know, I mean, more, I mean, he should be there. He or she should be there. <laughs> friends make, make things better. No, I will say we, that is true. In some, in some cases, not all. And this goes all the way back to the beginning where you have to know what works for you. 
There's mm-hmm. never a cookie cutter template on what should work for you works for everyone. And so it may be something where you and your husband can handle it like we can. Or it may be something where you know you have issues communicating or they have an issue and they get kind of high tempered where, okay, maybe you want to call in a friend that you trust. Um, Phone a friend. Yeah, a photo friend to help them with that. But um, yeah. I'd like to use one of my lifelines, please. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait for the video version. Um, But that's all the time that we're going to have for today. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. We are back excited about this new season. I do pray as always that God continues to bless you and your marriage, um, whether you are fully married or you are engaged or you are still single and just listening to hear kind of some tips for when you get in that position. Remember that we are online. You can visit us online at theprayingwife.com. You can send us a message there. You can also follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and we are on YouTube. So please subscribe to The Praying Wife YouTube channel. Um, We will, at some point during the season, begin our video uh, version of the podcast as well. So I'm very, very thankful for what God is doing. And please remember, as always, that you are beautiful You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining.